Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... The Man John and Dave. Ah, yes. We practiced that for hours. Okay, big question. Okay, big question. Buckle up. What's your go-to taco order? Wow. You are you're springing this on me while we're recording live. This is the big leagues, John. I know. This is the big leagues. You're ready. Okay. I love an al pastor. Okay. Fish is up there too. Okay, that settled it. And you're okay. going to say that we're going for tacos immediately after Okay, this. well, f- then let's talk about tacos for life. Okay. All right? Well, it's just funny. That's the, Do you not have a tattoo on the body? Just tacos for life. I, I thought you maybe did. did. I, I saw a corner. Okay, listen. Let's get serious here okay, because, come on. Dave, world hunger is yep. the world's greatest solvable problem. And you can make a difference with your business or career. This is a mind-blowing stat. This, yep. this blows my mind. It's, it's hard to read even. Over 6,200 kids die every day due to hunger-related causes. That's 6,200 kids. And Tacos for Life is a taco shop on a mission. That's right. Yeah. For every taco, rice bowl, salad, quesadilla, or nacho sold, a meal is provided to a child in need. That's right. You and I alone, John, as I think about it, those stats are right. We might could feed a village. We could just, you and I. feed a village, just the two of us. <laughs> yes. At Tacos for Life, not only do you provide a meal to a hungry kid, but you also get a really good taco. Okay, we are looking for two types of people to join us, okay, to end world hunger. That's John, right. Tell them to. So whether you are somebody looking to invest in a business that makes a good return while also making a difference in the world, or you're somebody who wants to run a restaurant mm-hmm. where you can be really proud of the food you're serving while also doubling down on the impact you're making, we can help you here. Head to tacosforlife.com slash dadville to learn more about opening your very own Tacos for Life and be a part of bringing forth a world where no child goes hungry. That's tacos, the number four, life.com slash dadville and help craft tacos for a cause all right everybody welcome to dadville this is a this is a fun this is a special this is the man cave y'all know we're calling this the man cave edition i thought it was dad cave oh or, sorry okay. or Branding. dude cave no it's man cave <laughs> oh man cave. yeah yeah john sorry john feels very strong the origin of that uh <laughs> word comes from uh two smaller words mank and Ave. Ave, yes, that's right. I didn't know that. Like yeah. Avenue? I think it's, it's Ave. Make a- Ave. <laughs> Ave, yeah. We're off to a great start. I mean, this is really going well. <laughs> um, this, so so we, we wanted to get some more dads in here because we know, you know, we know you guys here from John and I a lot, but these are, these are really good friends of ours, and we wanted to in some ways spread the embarrassment so it's not so much about John and I, but also uh, just gain some more wisdom as a collective. When- when you said gain some more wisdom, I immediately thought you were going to say gain some more weight. And I was like, well, that's what <laughs> that's, dads what is being What is being a dad but gaining more weight? Whenever two or more dads are gathered, <laughs> weight is gained. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's what we're going to do first is will you guys introduce yourselves in, in the way of, will you say who you are, uh, give a quick shout out to the family and the kids so everybody does listen to ages of kids and that kind of thing not ages of your wife <laughs> uh, unless you want to and then i really want to know how that goes later and then um and then what you do like what you and do then what friend school. character are you go go hey matt kick us off all right my name is matt layman i uh have 
three kids. Um, it was a pause. There you're like, yeah, and three kids. <laughs> National and yeah, three domestic. kids, one wife, and I am a graphic designer. Kids' ages are uh, thirty-two, <laughs> two and one. It's a, it's a <laughs> massive gap. Oh my god! Uh, no, kids' ages are almost nine, six, and That's almost season four. Season of yeah. trying. And, and, and <laughs> it was yeah. long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. Also, you didn't yeah. have a oops moment. You had two oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> The thirty the the thirty two year old knew what was going on. Our door was always closed. <laughs> uh, next next, Micah, go ahead. Micah Candros. I have three sons: Augustine, who's ten; uh, Rivers, who is eight, and in prison right now. Uh, <laughs> He'll get out. Milano. He'll get out. We're gonna get <laughs> they out. They all do. It's only four walls, you know. Um, and then Malone, who is six. Um, and uh, I am a creative also. I'm a designer and a photographer, and uh, I share studio space with Matt to my left, which you all can't see, hmm. but... Uh, it's one of the first rules uh, of podcasting. Great-looking guy. Word pictures. Are, are <laughs> they, the that's what you guys deal in. Just picture left. Yeah, it's that's a, what you guys deal in. Mm-hmm. Very it's a stock imagery. word picture. No, it's, it yep. still works. I am Buddy Burks. I'm uh, not a creative. Hey, um, stop that. The least creative... I'm an engineer, so I mean, well, that's really, fair. That's part what kind of what I'm engineer? supposed to be uh, a structural engineer. So, which might be the farthest from the four. Like literally, <laughs> if you could pick a job, that is the opposite of you. It might be a structural. You're the you're Buddy's the conversational at a separate table right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy's the conversational plumb line. <laughs> under, under the table, he is. Yeah, he's right. gonna bring the wisdom for sure. Um, I have three kids. Uh, my daughter Belle just turned nine. My son Barnes. Just turned six, well, six and a half, so just turned like six months ago. Um, and Boaz is almost two. He'll be two in a couple weeks, so three young three young chillins. Whippersnappers. Whippersnappers. So all in, I mean, pretty similar age spaces, all of us. It's all Yeah, we're kind of all in the same boat. I was thinking about that, like, how, like, in ten years from now, we can go back and listen to this and see... Yeah. Do we, do we have it? Yeah. Do we have all the right answers? Did, 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 were we were our suspicions <laughs> correct? Do we still have the kids? <laughs> better, better question. And has Ribs gotten out of prison? That's really where I'm wondering that. Juvie's not as bad as Pedro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, not even close. Oh it doesn't even count. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I, can I lead us off with a question? Yes. Um, I just want to, let's just, let's go ahead and come in hot yes. with, most embarrassing dad moment do you have one uh if so do you feel comfortable sharing i'll go ahead and go first just to you know set the stage i've had lots of embarrassing moments anytime the most recurring embarrassing moment that i have as a dad is when you are in any kind of public situation where other people can see you and your kid is not doing what you're telling them to do. And it's clear to everyone that the facade is gone. You have no authority over your children and your your kids don't respect you at all. They don't even see you. But at that's, home, that's fine. That's encouraged. Look, if it's if we keep it at home, it's fine. Outside in the world. You have a reputation. That's right. You're a celebrity. Especially when I'm live streaming for my Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the uh, store. Important things. John yeah. checking in from Kroger one more time here in the cereal aisle. I know this is last y'all? week too. Ah, fridge aisle, it's cold. <laughs> no, so this was a couple years ago, and I actually can't remember if it was Luca or Liv that this happened to. 
And I think that has something to do with trauma. <laughs> I've, I've blocked <laughs> enough of it out that I can't remember who it was. But I think it was Liv, because we were down here in Nashville, and she was she was a baby. Like, she was, like, maybe walking around a little bit, but small enough that I can throw her up in the air. And we were at Barista Parlor on the east side. Amy's inside waiting for our coffee. We, it had maybe been 40, 45 minutes, so we're waiting for our coffee. There. <laughs> totally <laughs> worth Barista it. Barista Parlor joke. Barista Parlor I love joke. Barista Parlor. Um, and so I'm outside, and there are all these, you know, hipsters around and i'm having this great moment with uh my daughter again can't remember which one but we're having this amazing moment <laughs> and i'm throwing her up in the air and i'm thinking these young hipsters are seeing me and they're like man i want to be a dad like that yeah 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 when i'm a dad i want to yeah. be just like i want to trade in my hipster card <laughs> yeah he's so cool but he's still connecting with his kids and he's up you know yeah and then i didn't fully drop my daughter on the oh pavement. Oh my gosh! But it was enough of like I I caught her, but I didn't really catch her, and I, and I sort of like broke her fall down down to the pavement, did and then she started crying. I did not maintain yeah. position. Did not make a football move. <laughs> oh my gosh! No football move. <laughs> and everybody, there was nowhere to go. You regretted. And I'm just you there with that. my kids. You regretted quitting sports at 10 years old. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I wasn't good at ball sports. You're like, swimming oh, is not helping me right now. It's not. So no. how was the reaction from the crowd? Well, it's one of those things where, like, you can clearly tell, like, n no, everyone's trying to not make eye contact, even though we're all – I was as close to them as we are all are right now, you know. So. I feel that like, is – I feel like I have to go next okay. because – you were in the crowd. I and was you in saw. the crowd. <laughs> you were there. I was that baby. That was five years before we even knew each oh other. Oh my gosh! This this was exactly my story of embarrassing, but it's gonna I'm gonna one up you a little bit. Okay. So Barnes is my six year old. He's wild dude, just nonstop action and fun. I've thrown him up as high as I can ever since he was Which six for those, weeks old. For for everyone listening, <laughs> Buddy is six four. Two whatever. Two whatever. Yeah. Two whatever of muscle. I, Too big of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and the holidays we, we creep up a little son, bit. His son is like this little like he, he reminds me of uh the, the movie Incredibles. What's the Jack Jack? Mm -hmm. yeah. Or the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the kid? The boy who's like yeah, he runs totally fast. Jack -Jack. That is that's mm -hmm. that's Barnes. And they have this agreement that Barnes can't be rough with anyone else. He's not allowed to hit other people, but he can hit his dad as hard as he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen this a thousand times. Oh, Buddy and I will be talking, and then I see some movement on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> and then before dude, you dude. know it, it's like he dude, will dude. come up and just like drop kick Buddy <laughs> in the back, and Buddy will like barely move. Anyway, yeah, it's continue. That that's getting a little bit out of hand now. That it's, <laughs> yeah, he, they get bigger. You're like, they, eh, they're getting six and a half now. Yeah. He just he's turned six, six and a half. Yeah, that extra half. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're in the middle of 12 South. Um, so it's a good thing there wasn't a lot of people around. Um, <laughs> Secluded neighborhood. We've we do these tricks and different. I'm throwing them up in different ways, and we do this one where he holds his hands like locks his fingers together, and I put my hand in the middle of it. And I, like, he runs, and I throw him up over my shoulder, and I catch him on my back. Oh, man. Yeah. It was awful. Just what happens next. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I throw him up as soon as I get to the 
the, the height. The height over Some my head. So maybe seven, seven and a half feet. Oh my gosh. Up in the air. I feel his I feel something pop in his hands. <gasps> and so like I just for a split second I let my hand go and he went flying straight up. And uh, and I could not get to him fast enough. And he lands on the concrete flat and just the the most awful sound you've ever heard. Just a a kid, a six year old kid hitting flat on the on the concrete. Oh my gosh. And so that was right in front of everybody. Obviously the worst part was the sound and right. how embarrassed I was. Of course. Was the worst part. Was he First okay though? I mean like after crying. I mean he didn't Yeah, so he after crying just just holding him, yeah, he he ended up being okay. But oh, that was gosh. the worst. I was nervous too, but his hand, nothing his hand didn't pop in some <laughs> No, no, okay, okay, it, okay. it didn't. So kids just pop and stuff when you when you throw them. So you know, <laughs> their joints just pop. Anybody yeah, listening, laughing, anybody listening. Kids just pop I when you throw. some comfort for you. I just when I hear that story, I just think Buddy just loved too much in that moment. He did. There was just too much. Almost, right. The love, love might have just been too was much a love. steroid. I that just that. super. Yeah. You just sort of. The thing that I love about those two stories is that there is a, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a moment I think every dad feels where it's like you kind of know you have an audience, and you're leaning a little into it. You know, like because it'd be one thing if you're in your backyard and you're doing that and it falls and you feel so bad, but you kind of know like. There's some people here going like, God, what a dad. I think that's yeah. what makes my thing. I mean, now that I heard that, I feel totally fine about mine. <laughs> but I think that's what made mine so shameful that I was like, there's a part of me that was like, I'm, I'm, I'm oh. a really good oh, dad yeah. right you, now. Like every, oh, yeah. You're always playing to the crowd a little bit. Cause yeah. the kid, and then that happens, and it goes diametrically the opposite of what you're like. Not just like, I barely miss it. Like Everybody's like, Wait, should we call the cops? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 just and the cops some, were called. They were called. Oh, wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So Health that's services. not even the end of it. So they, I told them it was Barnes that did it to me, and they arrested me. <laughs> oh, okay. He's in yeah. the pen with he Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> Him and Rivers are cell buddies. They give each other tattoos. <laughs> Eraser tattoos. Speaking of arrested, do I go next? Go next. You go next. So mine, uh, when you talk about both having large audiences, I had an audience of one. And it wasn't God. Mm. Wow, where sure were you? Okay. Interesting. So, uh, we have an old house. Our house is built in 39. 1739. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mud hut. <laughs> it's all you can afford in Nashville. <laughs> I'm days. telling you, man, for real. Uh, so, when we moved in, we knew we just had tons of stuff to, to do and to build and to renovate and all this type of stuff. One of the things we never got around to getting and putting up were curtains. So oh, I love this so much. <laughs> yeah. I hope you know what yeah, this, like is where this is going. <laughs> There's I'm not really... any nudity involved. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, don't I'm, know I'm less but interested. In <laughs> at any given moment, you can make straight eye contact with your neighbor in their house about 13 feet away from each other. Yeah. So the kitchen is a community, a, a community area. Uh, it's also probably where uh, a lot of the strong arguments mm. go on yeah, with yeah. kids around not eating their food, not doing their homework, all this type of things. So keep in the back of your mind, there's no curtains. You can see your neighbors. And my oldest, Augustine, we, we're just, we're just going, we're just going at it. He was, he's not, he won't do something at the dinner table or something like that. And finally, I'm just like, Augustine. And I tried to grab him uh, around his shoulders to get his attention. 
and he just folds like a sack of potatoes. And I like turn over and my neighbor is <laughs> watching, just watching. And I'm just imagining she's going to call the cops. Right. She oh probably God. thought I threw him down. So I'm like doing damage control. I'm like, could I pick him up and throw him in the air? Like you all did. <laughs> How do we turn God, this into a game? So, I mean, literally shame. Oh and I mean, gosh. The kid went down faster than an Argentinian striker did. Like hey, he was just, like a joke. <laughs> barely, barely touched him, but he knew. He knew he just went straight He's like, down. Dad's gonna get the red about that. <laughs> literally. That you know what it's oh funny about gosh. all three of these is they all <laughs> they all <laughs> they all have a certain arrest sort of police factor. There's an under yeah. there's an like could be illegal. There could be some nefarious oh, illegal activity with all of these. So the 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 sad part and the funny part is is that I made sure that we stayed in the kitchen afterwards oh, to paint the rest praying. of the picture. You're like <laughs> we everybody okay. bow your heads. Dad, we had bow your head. Yeah, exactly. You get the felt board out. Augustine had three desserts that night. Yes, right? he did. You're just like waving as you shove cake into his mouth. He's so happy. He's happy. Dave. Yes, yes, yes. John. You thought I was going to forget it's about it, It's the most wonderful time of the year. Wait, 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 wait. What? Right now it is? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like super behind on presents, but I probably do need to go because the stockings aren't even hung. No, 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 no. By the no, I'm talking about when the kids go back to school. Oh, my God. Okay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Tis a magical time, John. Pop quizzes, mm-hmm. tests to study for. Mm-hmm. It's back to school season. And yep. OutSchool can help set learning free for your kids. Oh, my goodness. OutSchool offers live, online, and interactive classes for kids ages 3 to 18, Dave. With the widest talent. It's all over the place. I'll tell you this. With the widest variety of subjects yep. and teachers, they have something for any kid. Yep. Magical math mysteries. Check. Unicorn Check. art. Check. They, yep. Edible chemistry experience. Check. Experience. <laughs> but I want to say experiments, but they experience <laughs> they experiments. They have It's both. a double E. That's the section they're in. Check. <laughs> Kids can find answers that will fuel their imagination and help them excel at OutSchool. Every kid has a unique way of learning. We all do. Yep. That's why OutSchool offers live classes with flexible schedules, learning pods, one-on-one tutoring, and more. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I wonder if they have a class on social constructionism and toilet paper. Uh, likely not. I mean, that's a stretch, but go ahead. Yeah, listen, I know my kids, anything that's going to have to do with putting together something real-time, using their hands, that's fun and constructive, and at the end of it they go, oh, watch how this thing works. I push mm-hmm. that little thing and that little thing mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> Color me and my children interested. That's something I would be interested yeah. in, too. Yeah. I love the description that you just gave. Thank Out you. school's <laughs> learning environment is fun, Dave, yep. friendly, yep. and connects kids with teachers and other kids from all around the world. A whole community of new friends just a click away. Set learning free, John. Head over to outschool.com slash dadville and use code dadville to learn more and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L.com slash dadville yep. to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash dadville. Code dadville. So how long was your neighbor standing there if all this unfolded? It was just an eye, like it was just a moment. It was like a total like moment that should have never happened. But how just, how soon after that did did they move? 
I'll say that Did you try to? Did you look back at them to yeah. see if they were still there? I wasn't prepared to answer all these questions. Right you, now. you know, <laughs> just small side. I was in a moment of vulnerability, and you all okay. decided to put me on the stand. The, talk about now. Okay, we're I'm, we're gonna we're gonna come back. But last night, so we have we always have people staying in our back house. We have a we have a uh, where John and I record Dadville. There is my studio, and it's attached to another. There's a bedroom, and then another room the same size. That's like a little, like next to the tennis courts. Next, <laughs> and then the bocce ball. Well, under the, un, to, un, well, not the underground tennis courts, but the uh, right, above right, right. No, I'm talking about um, above. Yeah. And so we have a, a girl that's just come on staff with our church is staying back there right now because she's trying to find her place to live because she just moved to town. So she's been back there, and she's super cool, really sweet. Know her mom and dad really well. Last night, I walked to the back window that that's like you know 25 feet from her window where she is in the back house i see her sitting on the bed but it looks like there's two people there and i just like i was like what is going on so i'm kind of looking and she turns and looks at me and i'm just staring in there looking at her and i didn't and i I was like oh god and so i kind of like i I literally i leaned on the window and kind of started like cleaning the window and i was like oh god i don't know and then i was like (laughs) I, I'm thinking this. I know how she's gonna call her dad and be like, "Dad, how well do you know Dave?" Because I was sitting back here and he, he was just watching me. So I just sent this voice memo through Annie's phone that I was like, "I am so sorry. I didn't know what was going on." And we thank God we laughed about it. She came inside of me laughing. I was like, "Oh, this is my worst nightmare." That like she's like, "Oh, hi, there's," and I'm just. <laughs> Staring at this young girl staying in our back that house. The wor- I mean, I, that that happens to me. Some version of that happens yes. to me whenever I our um, coffee espresso machine. Oh yeah, because it's right a next to the yeah. window, and then our, our neighbors are, you know, Michael, like you're saying, like very close. And I, you know, like there's plenty of stuff that I could be looking at <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I'm looking, you know, at the trees. I'm looking at the bar- or whatever, and then I might notice like, oh, she's reading right there. Does it seem like I've just been staring at her this whole time? What should I do? Golly. And what do I do now? What do I do, do, I do, my do, hands? do the Dave Barnes method where I <laughs> try to clean the window? Like, like, but oh, you got to clean where exactly looking. where you're looking. Because right. she's like, he's looking at me, and then you scrub right. And she's like, okay, she's well, like, maybe he's cleaning now. No, she's like, he, he wants that window even cleaner to so see me. To watch me. <laughs> just to you creep. Me. John, it wouldn't have been as awkward if you had clothes on. I was going to say, if you would put your shirt on. I'm in my house. I'm in my house. Lemon, what do you got? This is a hard one to think of. I don't have a ton of embarrassing moments, um, but I do have a quick anecdote that is just sort of an uncomfortable, embarrassing scene for both my wife and I. So this past Christmas, we were going to Disneyland, and we are flying, and it's an extremely early flight. We had sick kids a few days before, um, but it was like the stomach bug. It wasn't really COVID sort of symptoms, so we're like, well, there's a lot of as you can imagine, do I need to paint the picture for the listeners what a stomach bug looks like? Yeah. Since I don't know, you can hear me, but I can visual. If you want to visualize this, I can give you. There's some runniness, some vomiting, um, but uh, liquidity. Well, one of our kids had this. We moved our trip a couple days. He seemed fine. Our two older kids, not the not my 32 year old son. He wasn't involved. Uh, he wasn't invited. Was uh, Richard didn't get to come. Um, Richard. No, my actual real children. Um, I'll get to the point of the story. Um, Richard's the perfect name. <laughs> oh yeah, hey guys, who's that? That's Richard, our thirty-two-year-old. Oh, uh, hey, Are you guys watching the Gunnies TV? 
Yeah, yeah, man. Sorry, we'll just go in the other way. Oh boy. Thanks, Dad. Um, Did you get my cigarette? Also, are you Richard. sure that's Richard, your kid, with that deep of a voice? Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> you guys uh, using the remote? Oh, Richard. Anyway, sorry. He, he I, I, I could just, we could just make it about Richard. Um. <clears throat> so, so yeah, so, so we're we're boarding this. Or sorry, excuse me. We were going to the airport to go to Disneyland. We are running late. Our family runs late. It's sort of a lifestyle choice. We kind of get by on our charm and think, hey, the world will work around us. Um, and so far, it's working it's out really so well. It's worked so far. It's going great. Caveat, so, Matt was the last one here. I was the last one here. <laughs> and then I had to use the bathroom when I got here. They needed some water. Quick uh, little back massage to warm up. Oh, my gosh, uh, you're handsome. Vocal progressions. And then I was ready to go. <laughs> 8.34. We're ready to go. Um, so we were, we were going to the airport. We're running late. It's a very early flight. It's like a 6 a.m. flight. Um, get the kids up at like four, but then they're kind of like dragging, oh. get to the airport. So, and I'm a little embarrassed that we're running so late, but it's Christmas time. The airport is packed and I've got that like dad, little like light sweat glaze. We have a double stroller in the airport with a kickstand, third kid on the back. Um, all our luggage, we're trying to carry it. We're trying to get our car seats onto the plane without, um, checking them. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's that whole thing. So one kid was sick a few days before. We are we kind of weed through the airport. We're running late. They have paged us, which is a regular for us at the airport. <laughs> we don't we don't go to the plane until we get paged. Um, so so we you got didn't paged. even know that was a thing. No, like, oh, it happens. They, every, they, they, they don't call everybody to the flight. It is consistent for yeah. us. So as we're getting on the plane, my daughter, our middle our middle child, Ari, she's sitting in the front of the stroller. We're about to get on the plane. Flight attendant is a male, older male, was probably in great shape 15 years ago, let himself go. He had on a blinking light necklace because it was Christmas time. He's kind of got the holiday cheer, but it's also 6 a.m., so he's not that excited. We are the last people to get on the plane. There are no seats together. We're trying to get to California. As we're pulling onto the plane, I'm unfolding the stroller, and my daughter just pukes right as we're getting on the plane, just throws up. And this guy sees us, and he has that moment of, like, do I let him on the plane? Do I not? And and this is, like... At like COVID time, COVID central. time, yeah, you're, everybody's you're feeling up. terrible. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh boy. Um, she had pulled down her mask to throw up. Of course, it Thank was God. perfect. Yeah, it it was great. It's a it's a it it, it was not um, a Dr. Fauci endorsed moment. Um, I've got I've also got a quick conspiracy theory I need to get out there. Um, so, long story short, we this guy lets us on the plane. She proceeds to throw up during the flight. My wife catches the vomit in her sleep. I'm sitting with our youngest, who is the worst plane rider ever. He doesn't. He's the only kid that doesn't like the iPad. He just wants to scream and run around. And so it's just it's that moment of embarrassment where you're like, we're the worst parents. I'm still sweaty. I'm still, you know, I didn't have enough coffee. I'm, st- you know, it's just not going well. We get to Disneyland. They proceed to still throw up and have diarrhea the whole trip. But it was just one of those moments where you're didn't- like. It was just. It just. Didn't, was I feel like law. Amber told me that she strategically had her throw up in her. Didn't she, she did. Well, she yeah. threw up in her own sleeve at one point. Yeah. My, right? Then my wife, a few days later, on a ride at Disneyland, threw up in her own sleeve. But my wife was trying to catch all the vomit so no one would see us. Right. So they wouldn't like kick us off. Although I think we, that's a fun little tip. That's for yeah. People. Yeah. Like, it's look, great. I wouldn't have thought about it. Wear long sleeves always. We d- <laughs> we did have we did have a flight attendant that told us we needed to stop at our connecting place which was las vegas and we couldn't keep traveling we had to go through some sort of like cdc protocol but we got off the plane and just ran and like ran to the next gate and just kept going like rinse out your sleeve keep going it's like the disney rules you're like you keep going you don't complain we paid so much for this yeah. we are moving forward <laughs> we are doing it yeah that the i remember amber saying oh that about gosh. sleeve and i was like that is a level of one yeah. just mother it just feels like such a mom 
pro move. It's like, such a mom. It's I'm like going to take the hit. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll take the hit. I always take the hit. I got this. We got to keep moving. She's like, I'm just going to be in the sleeve. I just shove Ari's head into her sleeve, and it's just like dead staring at the back of the <laughs> the seat in front of her. Well, we have who are, this vacation. Just, it will happen. <laughs> One more tidbit. Oh, Our man. oldest was sitting by her, and he was just saying, oh, gross. She's throwing up. We're like, don't blow our cover. It's She's, she's just so coughing. Sick. I've never seen her this sick, Mom. I can tell she's contagious. What? You can't taste anything? I thought you said they wouldn't throw up when we had COVID. (laughs) You can't Uh, taste anything. Anyway. Yeah, we, we, mine, we were at John's, and this is one of those, like, where your wife is like, all right, you got the kids. And you're like, yeah, I got the kids. And John and I are in his backyard, and, like, the the girls are, I think, inside, you know, hanging out or something. John and I've got the, the, the wives. Oh, any, I'm just saying any girls. Just it can really girls. be any girls. Any um, girls that were around were inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> and John and I are hanging, and like, you know, we got the kids. So they're like, you got the kids? We got the kids. Got this. And about, <laughs> about <laughs> I don't know, 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes later, and it's in this backyard, hang. John and I are so engrossed in this conversation. This woman that we don't know turns the corner with my youngest. Oh, boy. Who at this point was like, what, two or three? I don't know. He's he was young. Too and young she's like, to be out. Is this one of in, y'all's? In and it was like, oh, and the, I didn't even care about Sam. I look at the door, and I'm like, please, God, don't Annie be standing there. And I was like, uh, hold on. <laughs> yes, yes, it is mine. What is he? Get over here. Oh, crap. And I mean, the look she gave me, like you could tell she was like, give me a second with this kid. Look at me. You're gonna make it, and this guy—he's not gonna keep you down. Okay, he's gonna tell you things, and you gotta fight through. Read anything about Michael Jordan. Let him be your inspiration. Okay, it was like—I just remember John and I kind of looked at each other. But I mean, I immediately looked for Annie and was like, "Dear God, please don't let my wife have seen that." He probably wandered down five houses on our street, unattended, just living his. Which is weird. I know. I guarantee y'all have one of these of y'all's kids too. But like, he is actually the one that could navigate that the best, even at three. Yeah, yeah. he's like, fine. He's Sam was fine. like, I, I, like, I literally, I promise you, I wouldn't have actually got nervous. It'd have been like, he can do this. The other two, God bless them, and they have amazing gifts. But he has a very different gift set in his survival. <laughs> <laughs> like that kid would have figured it out. <laughs> and I know it's happened at least one other time where you and I have been in your house. And all the kids are in the backyard playing, or, or they're some down in the basement. And then we're like, Sammy, c- you know, come eat or whatever. Where is Sammy? And then at some point, he'll come walking through the front door. Yeah, the front door. And I'm like, what? Where, where's Did everybody? Where's downstairs. And he's like, yeah, what's up? He's in a neighborhood poker game. <laughs> he's, got, he's got like a <laughs> neck tat. A neck tat to swish or sweet. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to ask questions. Let's just, you know, can I tell you all a fun fact he about John McLaughlin? Counseling. That's what people say. He made it onto the. Is it D O D I L F? Dads of Din- Disneyland, I'd like to. We're not going to say oh, it on here. Oh. He made it onto that account. They didn't know who he was. It wasn't John McLaughlin, the rock star. This it isn't just, a joke? No, this is not a joke. It's like this huge account of women that just see hot Why dads at Disneyland. Post that. That's not a, that's not, okay. I've already been <laughs> accounted. Okay? Uh, methodical coffee. I have put, listen, <laughs> We're gonna close I've put now. filters on my phone since then, but, not, but after that. But. <laughs> but literally, I was like, that is one of the most amazing things I know of any of my friends. That, like, it, again, it, that it's not John McLaughlin. Somebody's like, oh, it's John McLaughlin that's put on the account because it's a huge account. It's like a huge account. Well, but that's just, just like, a random hot dude sighting. That's just a that's, random hot dude sighting. And you got a good, good picture. And you made it I'll to a main stage. Account, was it Luca no? on your chest like in when it, like Luca was a baby? Uh, I think it was Livy, yeah. 
and like was in and he Argo. looks oh, he looks yeah. like James Dean like he's sipping a coffee says oh, glad like I was like that's an amazing well, see, uh, well I had a cigarette that's what you know <laughs> well I thought it was Libby's why you're holding it holding was. Oh, okay. <laughs> we share well, <laughs> a quick little vacation. asterisk on that. I, I was going to be on that account at Disneyland, but I was covered in vomit and diarrhea. That, so I wasn't eligible they to be do on the Instagram You made it to another account. <laughs> yeah, it was a different, that's a different It account. was a weird it's – a, it's a tear down. It's on the dark web. It's actually oh – oh it's, it's a related account. Yeah, it's it's yeah it's I, I was actually very flattered because it's it, there's a darkness to it and it's if you get invited it's, it's edgy. There's really no turning back. Very rare. <laughs> there's no turning back. You can't ever go back. Okay, so so here's some question. Here's another question. We're just gonna bounce all over the place. What um is there a moment that you can think of where you feel like so we've heard the embarrassing moment. Is there a moment you can think of where you felt like I just nailed that. I hit that out of the park. I wish my wife could have seen it or my parents could have seen this. It could be an interaction where like you gave a piece of wisdom or you called something and it went just like you said. And the, the kid's like, wow, you is there a moment where you felt like, oh, my gosh, I may be I may be one of the best at this. So I have a I'm I'm ready to go. Come on. Tell, I want to hear this. So. Um, I'm upstairs. Meg, my wife who I will not say how old she is because that'll get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, she's uh, in Franklin somewhere shop shopping. Uh, I have the in-laws with me who are great and they love our kids. Uh, they love, love, love them. Uh, outside with them playing, I'm about to go get dressed to go to the driving range or something like that. They're going to watch the kids for the afternoon. So I'm upstairs and I just hear... So far it sounds like you're crushing it. I well, I am. I am totally yeah. crushing it and trying to get away as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> I hear my mother-in-law screaming bloody murder, Micah, come down! And I run downstairs and outside and I look down at the bottom of my trampoline and my oldest son, Augustine's Olnar is snapped in half. Oh. So he had somehow bounced out of the zipper zipped trampoline that I had just purchased and put together all by myself. That's, yeah, we got it. Oh, yep. dude, that's a great and, dad moment. Um, just putting the trampoline together? Yes. It, right? So <laughs> this, whether I'm very multi dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> His, so he bounced through the the open zipper. He did. Part. So he's running around. The whole thing is supposed to be zipped up. So, yeah. um, fight or flight. Just think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. How that kind of fits in this whole situation. So my father in law, who is incredibly sweet, and my mother in law, um, also, sweet. also sweet, just kind of freak out. They like completely freak out. And you can and, and you can see like you can tell like oh his arm is broken snapped in half like Liam Neeson on the bad side of a good movie you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's a good country song isn't it <laughs> give me a third give me a third um so I run down don't even think twice about asking questions I run down pick him up put him over my shoulder throw him over my shoulder tell my in-laws to call mm -hmm. Meg. Put him in my car, like make a, uh, uh, like like make a like a sling. little sling for him out of a dirty sock and an old tortilla. Gosh, this is MacGyver. <laughs> rush him, rush him to the hospital. Get everything set up. I'm not. I'm not even thinking. It's total fight. Total. Just it's on, and I'm gonna take care of everything. 
So just a complete step in hero moment. So give me some awes. That's wow. amazing. Yes. Wow, you wow. put the that trampoline together. So here's, <laughs> here's where the story kind of comes back down is that uh, hero dad over here. You told them the wrong uh, one. Uh, <laughs> ate some idiot sauce before he, <laughs> uh, he put up the trampoline and decided to put it on our concrete oh. driveway. Oh. So not only is it concrete driveway, mm. but it's aggregate, mm. like pea gravel. Oh, yeah. So it's like aggregate with a bunch of like Shards. rock knives. That was like a 90s special. Like cemented in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like glossy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just this, just, just this total brain fart moment of like, well, I just want the trampoline closer to our house. There is a eight foot net and a zipper that says that these kids can't find their way out at a higher speed rate and i lost uh so not (laughs) only was i like i mean isn't that us dads like the good and the bad like hero villain now let me ask you let me ask you this existential like this Mm. is like camus was the placement (laughs) of the trampoline did that have anything to do with the yard maintenance oh that's a good question (sighs) Now, you can be honest in your heart. You say whatever that you want. That sounds like an indictment. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I feel like I'm back on the stand again. No, and, I'm saying like, if I had another option in my backyard, it would be off the yard. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. And my lawn does matter. Uh, and the but your son's on is not as much. They're rubbery. They come back they, they really listen, well. like a yeah. champ. It's, it's stronger than ever. It's actually stronger. It is. It Medically is. proven. Can we get a doctor in here? Yeah, yeah. Buddy, you're an engineer. How does st- structural <laughs> that's, that's engineering? Yeah. 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 Bone structure. Yeah. <laughs> I went to school for eight years. So my like hero dad moment was a superhero dad moment. Yeah, it was. But it was also predicated with a insane less decision. hero moment. Yeah. But that isn't it. What makes superheroes? Necessary? Mm. Accessible. Wow. Thank you. I'm not interested in a superhero who doesn't struggle. Okay? Keep your Superman. Wow. wow. Okay? I see a dark Give side. me a blade. I like blades. <laughs> I'll take a blade. Pay your taxes. Give me a guy. <laughs> That's good. That's I forgot about you pro moving that. That love, is amazing. I do love me some Wesley Snipes. Mm. What uh? All right. <laughs> what about y'all? Any 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 moments where you're like, I just feel like I nailed that. Um. Yeah. There's. So, in my world, I never, never did public speaking. Never, uh, never did it in college. Never was trained in it. And so that's actually a big part of my job now is public speaking. And like my first time I had to give a presentation, I was wildly unprepared for it. <laughs> and so. <laughs> For you my, do naturally for, have a fantastic podcast <laughs> and speaking voice. For right. my kids, I make them give me presentations. I make them do presentations. And last year, we we lost both of our dogs, oh. and it was really sad. Hate it for our dogs that we. But it was also like we didn't need a dog at the time. I mean, we've got three young kids. We just need to take a year and not get another dog. Yeah. Um, both my kids at the time, the baby didn't really care about a dog. Um, and my wife, who is the ultimate animal lover, um, just kept hounding me literally to get a dog. And so I made them present to me. I was like, you guys have to present to oh, me how this, this is going to, Ugh. to not be any effect on me. How and like, <laughs> these are the things that I, the points that I want you to hit. 
And so Bell and Barnes and Bree, Bree helped him with it, um, presented for like 20 minutes on getting a puppy and Holy so cow. like powerpoint the whole the whole deal not a powerpoint it was it was interpretive uh, dance it was interpretive they... dance ribbons yeah ribbons. Just a lot, yeah a lot of sound yeah um, sure this is what dog sounds I, like yeah, there was fire helpful. involved um, <laughs> fire i actually made my wife give me that same presentation about having kids <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. We, yeah yeah i remember that was you sent me that slideshow and i was like just make sure that this is not gonna have any effect on me. <laughs> you can and tell me agree. how I'm gonna avoid any uh, tie. So anyway, I they did this awesome presentation that was so proud of them, and um, I had honestly every intent of not getting a dog and saying, okay, well, like that being, we'll do it in six months or in a year, um, because we just had a baby, uh, young young baby and just a baby and a dog and training a puppy anyway no the presentation was so good you know we just had to get a dog no so we, way we got another dog like they knocked <laughs> like it out right of away yeah that is amazing it was also a weak moment that i'm not proud of well but but, but they looked at you and they were like yeah you were the best dad ever like well and two it shows that like you stuck to your word like you're like give me a presentation and they did it and you're like yeah you you did your job and i'll do mine. that's yeah that, that's a great point it worked out God, you know, that's amazing. We have a, follow through on that. I would like to point out also that our dog is awful. It is the <laughs> oh. worst dog. I love how both of these stories are really weird. <laughs> Second scorpion tail. How are you going to train it? How are you going to train this? it? So, yeah. Has it affected uh, your life in any way? Negatively. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Adversely. Yeah. It's it's the, profoundly. Is it a yellow lab? It's a Bernadoodle. And um, just, I mean, it's all our fault because we don't have time to train it. I mean, this is one of the reasons that we shouldn't have a dog. Um, they left that out of the presentation. Yeah, they left that out of the presentation. But, <laughs> and it turns out kids, young kids don't live up to their word. You know, you can't make them train the dog. There's they don't no know how to train a dog. <laughs> Let me tell you what we're going to hope to do, Dad. We'll train it, Dad. So okay, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Quietly yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Air Bud, uh, this is a great segue. Um, <laughs> go with it. I knew you'd bring this up. Air Bud. <laughs> What about you, Matt? You got any winning moments? I, you know, I I don't, other than, uh, well, there is one from last week at the soup kitchen. I'll make it really fast. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's, that's a for, nightclub, by the way. That's for, <laughs> right? That's a, that's a, that's a club downtown. It's, um. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Luke Bryan's other, other club. Oh um, my gosh. Uh. But it smelled like sup. <laughs> sup kitchen. Hey, uh, y'all. Sup kitchen. Sup kitchen. <laughs> I don't. He might be listening to this. I shouldn't do oh, a Kermit he, the Frog voice. Edit this out. Um, oh, no, man. I don't. I mean, that's a. I, th this one is really hard for me as well. On a on a really serious note, I I do feel like the hero moments happen in the mundane. I mean, that's what our lives are really. Um, they're really. A, there's a lot of those moments, and I feel like w whenever a child, preferably one of mine, uh, but whenever one of my kids says, you know man, that was so fun. Like, this was a great day, dad. I wouldn't change anything. Um, and you can just kind of feel that level of, okay, I, I, this was, this was a win. I mean, and, and there might've even been discipline in the day or things didn't go right, but they kind of feel like they were seen and loved. I mean, th those are kind of the moments that you look for and that you hope for and want. Um, but I, I, I can't think of an actual example of that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the closest that I've felt like that, cause, um, was I do these Christmas shows here in Nashville every year, and you know since we've had kids, Tickets I'm not on sale this 
the tickets are actually on sale right now if you want to see Damon. Um, And, you know, because since we've had kids, I'm just not on the road as much. And so my kids know that I play music and they've seen me play here in Nashville a good bit. But there's something about, like, as they each get to an age and you kind of see it where they go because they come every year and it's a big, fun thing. They're always backstage and it's great. But, like, this last year, it was, like, the first year I felt like all three of them were able to see the show and see me and sort of do all the math of, like, you know, oh, this is this is what dad does. Like, and there's these great pictures um, from that night that are like, I'm, I'm with them and it's, and and I'm standing side stage watching my uh, friend sing and it's me with the kids. And it's just, I was like, man, it's so cool to see them do the math of like, Oh, like, this is what you do. This is cool. Like these people came to see you and then they'd watch me and they were just so proud like I'd walk off stage and they were just like, whoa, like, you know, and it's like, it's hard. It's like the strongest drug because it's, because again, I'm just not out that much. When I do play on the road, they don't see those. And you know, when I play in Nashville intermittently, they'll come to those. But this is the first where it was like, when I was walking off stage, it's like, oh, like you could see in their eyes. They were like, for a moment, it was like, you're like a superhero. And of course I was like, you're exactly right. <laughs> Remember this moment and all the moments you're like, you're the worst dad. You know, that reminds me of that conversation that you had uh, about being uh, kind of famous at your house. They will listen to the radio. This was like, this has become such a hysterical thing. We'll listen to the radio on the way to school every morning. And, <laughs> I thought I can't remember if it was Sam or Zana. They were like, we're we're some and it's like you know if it's on country, a lot of these people are friends of mine, and so you know it'd come on and be like, Dad, you know them, yeah, and and it became <laughs> they were they would the way they would equate it is like, oh that's cool. Are they more famous to you than less? And I was like ninety, <laughs> well really a hundred percent. It's always going to be more famous than me. I'm driving you to school and they're on the radio, and so that's that's kind of the first. What part of kind of famous do you not understand? <laughs> then like Mike said, they'd be like, so what? What kind of famous are you? I was like, oh man. Um, to some people, I'm famous, and then most not. And they were like, but like, but you're kind of famous. Like they were fighting for me, and I was like, no, ah, <laughs> sure. Give me your and I could see believe. that they were like, please don't tell us no, because we have a lot riding on this. Oh. We've talked to some friends at school, and we can't afford to lose some positioning we have socially at the school. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. It's the come down. Everybody's got the come down from the story. That's the come down. Oh, it's yeah. like when they realize, like, oh. Kind of famous. Kind of famous. Uh, my kids also ask about Dave and John's level of fame, and they compare you to anyone on the radio. Yeah. The the one that my daughter always likes to ask, is John more famous than Alicia Keys? I don't know why that's the one that sticks in her mind. I'm like, I've no. been asking myself that question yes. for years. I think it's, it's, hard, it's hard to to really judge it. Like Right. Yeah, she'll win a Grammy, but then I'll sell a sweatshirt like at a show and it's like <laughs> I don't know. You both play piano. This we both you play piano. Are mildly more than average, way more than average talented at a lot of things, including tennis. Thank you. Yeah, what's her tennis game? I don't know. It's just hard to judge. It's really, no, it's yeah. a moving scale. It's, it's a moving neck scale. Neck a lot of days. But then some days she wins, and I'm happy to. Yeah, yeah. That. She needs to win every now and then. Yeah. She does. Um, okay, so what, what would y'all say are, because we're talking about the, how the scorpion tails of these things, like what's hard about them. W- what would you say are, 
some of the hardest things about being a dad to you. And it's this can be all it can be something that's really light, but you, it drives you crazy. It could be like, man, this keeps me up at night. What What are the things that when y'all think about that are like that's just hard being a dad? I really want good things for my kids, hmm. and they seem to not think. <laughs> The same thing. I mean, I can I can almost hear God right now, going, "Yeah, exactly." And you're like, "No, this isn't about you right now. It's actually about me and my story." So, I have no idea why I all of my anecdotes, my stories, uh, uh, stories of parental fatherly learning, have to uh, uh, somehow circle around my oldest son Augustine. But Augustine he's the goes, test ground. <laughs> he is. And it, isn't it always first child? It's always first child. Somehow, Augustine, and I, I love him. He, I say this, and I've, I haven't been able to always articulate this, but Augustine is the kid that I would have been if I grew up in a healthy family. Mm -hmm. Wow! So he's super confident. He's super smart. He loves people, and people love him. Like he makes people feel special. Mm. Um. He's super confident if I didn't already say it. <laughs> Let me just circle back on the other A few times. So I'll, I'm a designer uh, by trade. Like by trade means that people pay you to do things. <laughs> and I'll try to remind him. And this particular thing has to do around fashion. So uh, he goes to a school where they have to wear khaki pants uh, and a button-up shirt. And um, he his, he's, a, he's, really t he's really tall and skinny. He doesn't have a backside like I didn't have for the first uh, 25 years of my life. Now I'm spending the last 25 years trying to get rid of it. Hey man, goes it. So he he pulls his pants up every morning to his nipples, and then he proceeds to take his leather woven belt and tie it around until his legs turn purple. <laughs> and I'm like, he's trying to stop the bleeding. I, That's what uh, you don't know. I don't know if like there's just his braids so big that there's so much bl blood flowing through it, and that's no, why he just else. needs to kind of this you know, falls hottest fashion is tourniquet. <laughs> oh my <God>. equilibrium! <laughs> but I'll t I'll as gently as I can I'll be like, hey bud, that um, if you'll loosen your belt a little bit, it'll slide down appropriately, and Darwinianly speaking you'd probably be better off socially <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i'm fine dad i'm fine i'm like okay so i just look at my wife and I, you know at one time i got so fresh i was like augustine people pay me to dress them and to style them and to make them look good you're 10 and I'm, I just, I'm just gonna throw you a little softball. Just, just <laughs> you're getting it for free. Just pick up the bat. Yeah. He's like, and he just looks at me. He's like, I'm fine. And when he says oh, I'm fine, it means you don't need to ask me that ever. He's like, again. no, I've seen some of the people you style. <laughs> I'm good. You know what? Don't make me, don't make me bring Alicia Keys back. You said this guy did. But you know, it's like I, I, and that's just an example of like. The good things that you want for yeah. your kids. There's yeah. a million of those. Yeah. And they're just like middle finger. Don't care. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just, oh, yeah. just middle, It is so just frustrating when you know. Like, yes, we're talking about fashion here, but this is an objective. Like, I a thousand percent am right on this. Just listen to me on this one thing. My wife 
called him Steve Urkel this morning. Oh, and I nice. was, you know, and it, she, she said he looked like Steve Urkel. I hope that he doesn't. Y'all archive these things. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw, this was a couple years ago, but speaking of Steve Urkel, I saw in some, like a Rolling Stone or something like that, it was a side-by-side identical picture of Steve Urkel. And on one side it said like, you know, 1992 nerd and then like 2019 hipster. Oh my God! So maybe so, I'm the one on the hey, outside. Yeah, hey, he's playing. Know. He's, 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 he's playing know. the he's, long game. He's ahead of his time. He's got the norm core. I yeah. just hope that his legs don't go numb during oh math class. <laughs> but it's the whole. I just want. I really do, whether out of selfishness or just self-preservation. I, I want good things for them, and I try, and it just it doesn't fall on deaf ears. It falls on like complete rebellion <laughs> and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to do the opposite of what you're saying right now dave dave okay hey yeah. stop do you smell that is it with the rocks cooking oh nope sorry mm. that was my first guess no. yes that's yeah. the sweet smell of charred meat. Some would call That's it right. charred. Charred. Yes. Exactly. What's your favorite thing to grill, Dave? You know, I like, I, I, it's the KISS method, and I don't mean to ban, to keep it simple, stupid, okay? <laughs> I'm a simple grill man, okay? I'd yep. go for the classic burger or maybe like a ribeye, filet, something like that. That's right. All yeah. right. Well, listen, you know, summer's still kind of hanging on it here. Is. So it, this summer, let's add some power players to your grilling lineup with Butcher Box, people. Oh, my God. Gosh, but we love Butcher Box. Yes. Butcher Box is the subscription service that delivers high quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. Right there. Choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, wild caught seafood, and more. And right now, John, Butcher Box is offering new members not one, Mm-mm. but two free, that's free dollars, New York strips, and eight ounces of cold cracked lobster. Mm. CCL Mm -hmm. is the street term for that in your first (laughs) box plus $10 off oh my goodness they're so generous every month butcher box ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home not to your neighbor you don't have to go over there and get it not to the gym not to your church library it's gonna come right to you your local post office they'll bring it right to you (laughs) plus there's free shipping for the continental United States each box is packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. You can customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Mm, I can imagine it now. Mm. Cold cracked lobster, CCL, CCL. Mm-hmm. meat from Butcher Box yeah. is wild caught what? by independent harvesters wow. in the North Atlantic and then pressure what? extracted from the claws and knuckles. This sounds so dangerous and yet I'm leaning in. <laughs> I want to hear about their personal stories, John. Who are these guys and what's the story of the lobsters oh the stories i could tell <laughs> there are three reasons for signing up for butcher box you ready okay these Let's are my three okay number one i've got more than three but go ahead yeah well i'm just condensing them peace of mind yep okay i never have to worry about the guesswork at the meat counter i don't know which mm-hmm. i order the guy's looking like at me weird guesswork. he's pressuring me he's if looking there's at my one shirt. place i don't like guesswork it's <laughs> the, the meat, meat counter. counter gosh uh number two convenience there's free yep. shipping and it comes right to the front door of dadville hq i yep. mean i don't have to go to it. can you guess what number three is uh, so pro- the guy from the bear comes to your house and prepares the food. No, 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 wait, wait, I got it. Gordon Ramsay FaceTimes and yells at you. Uh, is that it? They're actually pretty close. The third reason is actually that it tastes great 
and it's an incredible uh, okay. value. Yeah, it's a yeah. no-brainer. Mine was probably number four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dadville to get two, not one, not two, no. 10 ounce New York strip steaks and eight ounces of lobster claw and knuckle meat free in your first order, plus $10 off your first box. Guys, guess what? That's butcherbox.com slash dadville. Knuckle meat. I mean, the, so in that scenario, like it's a light anecdote, like story, but it's like from your perspective, you know what it's like, I assume. Maybe I should just speak for myself. I know what it's like to be made fun of at school for like wearing the wrong thing. Or like, mm -hmm. I remember in, I think it was second grade, I wore the same thing two days in a row, which I had, I had done that regularly. And I remember the outfit that it was. <laughs> and somebody what made fun it? of me. And it was like, I didn't know. Is that a thing? So we're, we can't wear the same yeah. thing two days in a row? Yeah. I mean, ironically, now I wear the same thing <laughs> all every day. But at that time, you know, like, yes. so I know, like, oh, my little Luca and Livy, if they're at school and they get made fun of, and then what if that, like, snowballs and, like, no one likes them, they don't make any friends, and then et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm feeling pain. Mm -hmm. that, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we talk about this a lot. And anytime we have experts on, this is always, it always comes to this conversation. Always. Because it's like every door leads here, which is the living our stories through our kids. You know, like how much we're just superimposing my pain over you, my pain over you. And it comes from a good place of wanting to avoid that for them. And that's right. what we're all doing is going, hey, don't do this because it hurt me and I don't want it to hurt you. But there's a version of like living vicariously that oh is sort God. of like the Hollywood kind of extreme. But then there's this way where it's like more subtle and it's more kind of embedded and you well, don't even realize you're doing it. That's probably, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess that might be, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of hard things about it, but I think one of the harder things, I'll at least say that, is that struggle, is that thing of like, uh, of the constant daily discipline of not imposing yourself on your kids. Like, really having and because it because you know i, I wish I, sometimes i laugh like at all these parenting books because it's they're wonderful and they're incredibly helpful but you it, it, i think for me at least i'm always just trying to find some rules i can follow and then i don't have to think anymore it's like just tell me what to yeah. do and then uh -huh. i don't have to engage and i think that's why this struggle is so hard is because every day numerous times a day a kid is doing one of my children is doing something that i'm going i wouldn't do that but it's not that you shouldn't do it. It's just that I wouldn't do that. But you, like with Augie, I mean, he's got confidence. Uzi and I, like he's going to school. Nobody's messing. He's coming home and he's fine. But you're going, yeah, but that, but, and he's going, no, I'm telling you, I'm fine. And you're going, oh yeah, I guess maybe you are fine. And then you got to do your work of going, why does this matter so much to me? You know? And so I think like, but you're having to engage with these things numerous times a day. So you can't just have a list where you're like, well, James Dobson told me this is what I say every time my kid says this. Like you're having Jimmy to D. real time because then there's going to be times where you do need to do it. You need to go, hey, bud, like whatever this new thing is, you should really not do that. It's actually detrimental to you and they have to listen to you. But most of the time it's kind of not. And so you like watching your kids play sports and they're struggling and you're sitting on the sideline, especially for someone who plays, you know, buddy, like with you, it's like you're going, I know this really well, intimately. I've done this a long time you're not doing it right. And I know some people here know I did that and played at a decent level. And are they looking at me wondering why my kids not, you know what I mean? It's just, there's all these narratives and ultimately we have to just, you know, it's like, you got to look at your kid and go, Hey, are you enjoying this? And if they go, yes, then you go then we move on. 
and it doesn't matter that you ran backwards around the bases. You know, and, you know, just going, man. I just you want caught that butterfly. <laughs> man, you didn't catch the baseball, but boy, didn't you catch that butterfly? I don't want to jump the gun too much, but there's another question that you all asked me that is a perfect segue, and it's about movies. I don't know. Oh wow! No, no, go, go. Take so you had uh, posed the question: What movie would you want your kid to to, yeah. to watch so they could actually get? And this movie just it if if Augustine was to come to me and like, why are you kind of how you are? I would tell him to watch the Disney. You've got mail. You've got oh, mail. Sorry. Billy Madison. Um Billy Madison. Uh There Will Be Blood. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, uh Disney's the kid. Oh my gosh. Oh, so Bruce yeah. what Willis a movie. Masterclass. I watched that movie and I was like, oh, that's how I articulate all the pain in my life projected to my kids. It was insane. It's incredible. People I, I'm like to vaguely oh, that movie? remembering really, this movie. Really, really, really so Bruce Willis um, is just a hard A. So the, the movie kind of starts off with him kind of. High you know, level, high level attorney, yeah. hot shot, mean to everybody, yeah, yeah. pushes people strollers down that you know just anything in his way <laughs> you could babies. tell i mean the the the, the narrative is is that yeah. you know this is coming from a deep wound right somewhere he's emilio estevez he, in the mighty ducks young guns to, oh, i was gonna yeah, go young guns yes. too but yes no, yes no. it's always mighty ducks with me okay, but anyway go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead um so uh he runs in magically runs into this kid that he thinks is him at a young age it's him at a young age so uh, somehow he has to take case a caretaker of this kid. And this kid is just chubby, freckles, clothes don't wear. He's got a lisp. I mean, just every, it like checks off all of, you know, the social faux pas for middle school. He talks like this, you know, just all that stuff. Y'all can edit this out if you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I was really excited. That needs to go. But. Bruce Willis's character, the whole movie, is trying to protect this kid not to turn out. He's trying to protect him to make sure that, you know, uh, that he makes it, that he makes it, that he makes it. And the kid keeps on telling him, I don't want that, I don't want that, I don't want that. Ultimately, we get down kind of to the surface of why Bruce is doing this. And it just comes from a deep pain where his mom died and his dad didn't know how to handle it. And that's kind of what started the trajectory of him just being so hard and all this stuff. So it's an incredibly revealing movie, but it's also an incredibly healing movie. And for dads, you're like, Oh my gosh, I can like, I can, I can cool. I can cool it down a little bit. Like my kids are probably going to be okay. I'm not going to be my total dad. And like, He's going to have a different experience and all this type of stuff. but And two, how we kind of overcorrect from our childhoods. Yeah. How we tend to like, you know, depending on what our childhood was like, how you jerk the wheel too hard one way to not be that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that movie. I can't, I, I, I'm surprised you don't know. I don't it know is if I've ever so, seen it. It's on Disney Plus. It is yeah. a must watch. I'm I mean, gonna a must you the watch. DVD. Okay. There we Gosh, go. it's good. And, and a DVD player or just the DVD? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, thank you, Micah. Uh, what about y'all? What What do y'all think is hard? I'd say, I mean, y'all are touching on it too. The hardest part about being a parent, I would say, is just, yeah, dealing with your own pain 
and then just in the same way feeling like a failure a lot of the time and kind of getting to the end of yourself where you think I- I'm not sure I'm doing this the best I can I'm not sure I'm good enough at this and I think you know obviously like all of us are good dads that you know on the surface I certainly know that but deep down inside you think and I've got some some brokenness um, I come from a broken home and so my dad wasn't really around that much and um, there was just there's just a level of like man I don't I don't I don't want um, my kids to feel unimportant or not valued and then you just think man I, I, you know I, I wasn't very patient or I was checked out um, uh, as a kid we were kind of promised a lot of things that just never happened there wasn't a lot of follow-through with my dad so I've, I'm kind of I'm always sort of worried about that when I say I'll take him fishing and I don't and I get busy and you know obviously there's certainly grace for those things and that's that's just a part of life like things get busy but I do there's a lot of days I'm pretty hard on myself and I'm thinking man maybe I just didn't do enough or wasn't good enough or wasn't enough and and that's true like we will never be enough for our kids that's mm-hmm. that is kind of how it is like you just can't be um there is obviously it's a chance to um point them somewhere else to the Lord. And, um, but yeah, it, I, that is a hard part about parenting. Um, also bath time. (laughs) Man. Yeah. For me, when I, you know, think about the hardest part of parenting is, you know, both of those, all that that we just talked about definitely resonates. I mean, your kids telling your kids what you know they should do, and then they just blatantly don't want to do it. What kind of, I look at it was just like one of the hardest things about parenting is I, I mean all of it's hard but being a good spouse to and being being a spouse to my wife that she deserves all the time when there's you know our, our lives are so chaotic um, we, and every single day is about logistics of where do we get the kids and what do they need to do and uh, so much of our life with three young kids becomes becomes propping them up and supporting them, you know, from 6 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. And so the, you know, that becomes so much of our focus along with our uh, commitment to our, our careers and our, our jobs and, and supporting the family. And, the, and yeah, God the, bless. The, yeah, <laughs> poor Bailey. Um, but, but, but being, you know, being uh, able to pursue her how she deserves to be pursued and to be able to to take care of of her needs and and to be able to really pour into her um, is definitely something that we have to be that's and it's difficult for me to to um, kind of I'm not a I'm not a great planner and so planning the, these time together and um, and just and just being mindful of that is is one of the hardest things about becoming a parent. And then, um, especially when you add more kids into the mix. So that is a great answer. And you could probably do another, I mean, obviously Dadville's focused on being a parent and the kids, but yeah, I think the relationship to your spouse really takes, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of on the back burner, especially when your kids are young and yeah, it's tough. I remember when we first had, I think it was when we had Livy and Livy was, so Luca was like two and a half and Livy was, a newborn those first couple months and amy and i sang to each other like this I, we literally like one of the hurdles in communication is i literally can't hear you i have a screaming baby in my ear and then luca at the time was just trying to burn the house down yeah. every day <laughs> i mean i remember literally thinking like this is not a metaphor i can't i can't hear amy like when we would start a conversation you get you can't finish a thought i re- like layman you and I have joked about this. 
there were years that we would go to the park together with our kids, <laughs> and we never finished a conversation oh, ever. Oh, yeah. oh, man. We never, we never got to like. I'd never, I didn't know the rest of your name was Few, like Matt Few. I didn't know that <laughs> was, was your few. full name for years. <laughs> you just can't. You were running in two different directions. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I feel like if I had to choose, like, what is what is the hardest thing on a daily basis? And I, this is getting a little bit better, but it's still, it's still there. It is the constant daily rejection from my kids. Oh yeah. Like they, they, it's all, and, and I think Amy would say the hardest thing for her is they only, Amy is like the only one home and I'm home too. And I'm like, I'm always like, I'm trying to like pin them in the corner. Like Livy, what I'm here. I live here. I'll show you the, like <laughs> the paperwork, like Amy and I both own the house. What do you need? And she's like, I, no, I need mommy. I'm like, what, what? And then she'll find her and she's like. I, I, this, these socks don't match. I'm like, I, I can help with that. I am so limited in my talent and my skill, but you that color, I can help with. You are colorblind, though. So I, maybe that's she true. Was. Bad example. Bad example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for, for years, I would, the girls' room is upstairs, and I would walk up the stairs, and our house is super old, even older than yours, Micah. And so they can hear you coming. It's like the whole house is falling apart as I'm coming up the stairs. <laughs> and so they don't know who it is yet. And every single morning I would open the door and they would see that it's me. And they would both go, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Every single morning. That's how every wow. day started. And if Amy wasn't so cool, your life, your life would be a lot easier. Right. I know. Yeah. So. I mean, that's understandable. It's her fault. Yeah. If she wasn't such a great mom. <laughs> I did have one last thought about the hardest thing about being a dad um, and just dealing with on a daily basis is that when we mess up and there's so much guilt and you think you're screwing your kids up, uh, I had this thought pop in my head maybe a couple months ago and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so freeing. Our kids have never had dads before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like Thank we're God. always comparing ourselves to like other dads mm -hmm. and these like six year old Nate, you're, they, they, you're the one, you're the only one they got. Right. So like there are opportunities to kind of undo a lot of that stuff. And I keep on reminding me. So like, they've never had another, they've never had another dad before. Like stop comparing and stop the guilt. Like you could be right. better in situations, but like, they're not comparing you like this. This isn't a, this isn't a graded test. This is like a long journey. And like, well, th th this is, I don't know that we, we sent this for y'all to think about, but I'm curious. And if you can't think it off the top of your head, it's time to find, but it's fine. Um, but do, like when, when you th like, can you think of the thing that scares you the most about being a dad? I mean, like, is there something you you sort of spoke to this, Matt? You probably already answered this, but just like that that idea of like failing or just feeling like I'm not given, you know. And there's there's a lot of versions of this answer. They prob they might actually be the same, but I'm just curious, like when you find yourself at uh, awake at two a.m. and you know you're laying there thinking, what is the thing when you think, oh god, like what's that fear about? Just particularly about being a dad. I'd say beyond safety, like the safety of my family and my, my children, I think that 
my worst fear is that they won't be prepared to be on their own. Oh, and wow. so like if I, if I, you know, I, th I feel like recently I've just uh, kind of shifted on how I felt about this, about how they view me and how, how, you know, when I'm, when I die, like long, hopefully long time yeah, down the road, yeah. when I die, they're going to just miss me and be crushed. And, um, but ultimately I want them I don't want them to not be able to function without me. And, and, and I feel like I think about that, even that, that them being a young age, that I, want, I need to prepare them every day for, to make decisions. Mm. Um, and there are gonna be millions of decisions they have to make throughout their life. And um, the more that I can prepare them to think through the decisions that they're, gonna, they're making every day, even when they're in elementary school like they are right now, um, they'll be prepared to be on their own and to be um, successful in who they are, you know, whatever that looks like for them. So my worst fear is not being able to, not being able to prepare them for yeah. that. You know, the, all the craziness in the world right now and not being able to, you know, know what the future holds, um, ha having no idea of the things that they're going to have to walk through um, that I'm not preparing them for. And so, that kind of freaks me out is not mm -hmm. not being able to to get there yeah with them mine is uh not the opposite but in a way i i think they're connected somehow i want my kids to come back and see me a lot when they're older mm -hmm. so my house growing up wasn't a very safe healthy place to be and a, a, my, me and my siblings didn't go back Mm. A lot. I almost filter all of my decision making mm. through. I really want them to come back. So how should I act? Mm -hmm. And not that I want to keep them dumb. Wow. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not the opposite. Like you guys are gonna need me. You're but, really gonna no, need me. My wife and I are thinking through this addition to our house, and at the bottom, heartfelt desire is. I kind of want their families to come back. Yeah. I want yeah. grandkids in my house mm. a lot. I want it to be a safe place. You mm. know, Dave, you say these things, uh, you know, sometimes we we parent on the other side of the spectrum. If we've grown up this way, we want to do something the total opposite way. But I really think I want this house to be a very safe yeah. house. I want you to want to come back. And it's funny, my, my oldest again, Augustine, I mean, I have so many other stories that will have to be the other for uh, podcast that y'all contract me for. Um, but uh, my oldest son, like he's the most social person in the world. Mm -hmm. um, half the time he just wants to stay at the house, just be around us. Like, I just mm -hmm. want to, I just want to be out. Can we just go home and hang out as a family? And I'm like, oh. I mean, put it in my veins. Yes, right. Sweet. To the veins. I think my, mine is a, definitely a version of that. I, I think, I think it's, you know, my, my fear is that they would just not, it's sort of the same thing. They would just not want to be around me once they didn't have to, that they'd just be like, that was cool and it was all good, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of done with that and with you. So we're going to move on and I don't have to deal with you anymore. And so I think, you know, it, it's that it's the, the, so the fear is that the hope is that they, like you said, that's exactly how I feel. They just want to be around. Like, I want to be in their lives as long as I'm alive in their kids' lives. And so, you know, I, I, so, so it was really interesting for me. I feel like kind of like post-college, I started to realize 
how much parents, like I started reading these books and I started bumping into friends and my parents are wonderful people and, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but for the most part are kind of like really just kind of good people. So I didn't, re- I, mean, I have my wounds with them that we've worked through and scars and stuff like that, but I don't think I knew just how profound parents impact us. And it was just so, I'd sit with friends who had, you know, these interesting tendencies and I'd be like, I wonder why he or she does these things. And then they would start talking about their upbringing. It was just like, oh my gosh, so consistently. And then I started to notice that in me, like quirks I had and oh my God, it's from that. And it really like blew my mind to realize like, and, and so I think being a parent, it's this crazy feeling of so much power like crazy amounts of power. Oh, the You're power s- is the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the, my favorite things about parenting. Um, I want to change my answer to the best. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's it's a really humbling, terrifying thing to realize that. I mean, John and I laugh about this all the time, but like. You know, you're gonna say something, and you're like, "Oh, that, that was it. That was the moment yeah. that they went." Uh, he's that's not what I say- think of all the time. You know, just oh, like what is the be thing? The day, they the day oh, yeah. The, yeah, that they're so like so many moments like that with your parents that you just remember. That if they knew that you still thought about that yeah. moment yes. like that, it would. That's crush what them. I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's yeah. so much of the fear is retroactive because you're like, again, you're interlaced. You know, you're overlaying your story on on your kids. But I think all of that to say that that is sort of my little soup of things that I get fearful. Of, but also have hope for but I'm also like man I just know how much power parents have in kids lives mm-hmm. and I think for awesome but also for detriment and so it's like it's just every morning sort of staring down that thing of like like John's like is this the day where I'm just going to be a little too sharp with one of them and they're like you're dead to me forever and I've got three more years to get out of this hell hole and then I will never <laughs> see you again and you I'm know? only eight and I'm <laughs> well, Sam, Sam would be fine. When I'm 11, he'd be fine. I feel like, like with knowing the the weight that you have, I think my fear is, and that this would not happen in a dramatic, like blow up, dead to me way, but it would almost be worse if it if it were just the like that I look up one day and somehow, like. Five years have gone by and I have realized like, oh my gosh, I haven't spent enough time with them. Like I haven't, you know, we all know like time is just flying by. And so my fear is I'll look up and it's like, oh, I, I recorded those two records in the last four years and I did those couple tours and like, oh my gosh, Luca's about to leave for college and I didn't. And that we would be like on fine terms, we're totally fine, but we just she doesn't really know me, and I don't I don't really know her, you know, and with Livy too, you know. Yeah, that's that's hard. Okay, one one more one more uh, uh, round question that I bite. This can be quick. This can be like, this doesn't have to be long. But John and I were laughing about this. Okay, of every day, what is the high point? What's the low point? Every day, like, what's the thing you're like you're excited about every day with your kids? <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing you're dreading every day <laughs> like what are those two things okay john i feel like john, you know, you do you know yours yeah. i know mine yeah yeah i know mine because my my high point has had my my previous low point has turned into my high point what recently oh wow so the low point was for a little while there was when i would go up and 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 wake them up and they don't do the they don't scream no anymore because they're both still asleep. Oh. So I would go up 
to wake them up and they would just you just didn't know what mood they were going to be in they could be in a good mood but they don't want to be woken up they want to keep sleeping and there's no way for me every time every way i would wake them up they would say it's too harsh like even if i went up and i was just like open the blinds let the light in like turn their sound machine off slowly good morning they're like dad stop you know <laughs> so it was <laughs> and that's the beginning of yet. our day <laughs> this is getting, man and so now the high point of my day is which is a challenge but lately it has been going great I like knock on wood i can keep the streak going i wake them up by taking like a stuffed animal and i'll like duck down behind their bed and wake them up like this oh is this gosh. is like willie the woke everything. bear wow waking you up willie oh. the woke oh. bear i just oh. went with woke bear. okay i just this this could get interesting after this but i'm here for it <laughs> I don't know. let's woke. get weird I, it's it's whichever moment. one I grab that day. It's a cultural moment. And the thing is, is like I start out and I tell myself, I'm not I'm not gonna like give this up. I'll do this for fifteen minutes until they are both laughing and then they're ready to get up. That's great. So I, I will I mean some days it, it takes eight minutes, some days I'm doing it for fifteen minutes. It's like a comedy <laughs> routine. So you have you got material at this point? It's just it's free form. What's Willie the Woke Bear's ride, by the way? I don't know. It changes day to day. Oh, because I try woke. to change it up. He's woke. He's, he's, he's staying up. Yeah. The what kind of laugh do you have to get from him? Is it just like a courtesy laugh, or is it like an actual like gut it's, belly it's, laugh? It's legit. They don't give me courtesy laughs. <laughs> they don't know what that is. Yeah, kids don't do that. Yeah. Tough crowd. <laughs> yeah. You know, John, mine is uh, going to bed. So, and the. Wait, that's, best or that's worst? That's the best time? The best. The oh. best time. It's, um, okay. We'll do best time first. Yeah. Oh, were we doing worst no, time? No, 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 yeah. Just yeah. time. I wrapped time. both of mine into oh, one. Gotcha. Can you do that? Yes, give you Just for the sake of time. Okay, so um, worst time of the day is uh, my oldest son, Augustine, again, thinks that being at school on time is being the first person to early care, which starts at 718 on the dot. It starts at 718? Yeah, and school doesn't start till eight, seven forty-five or eight or yeah. So my son has Those to be are the very first specific times yeah. of the school. <laughs> I have a very unique set of uh, <laughs> times. <laughs> so Augustine thinks that being on time is being the first person to early care at seven eighteen. My middle son disagrees. Not only does he disagree, but um, there is a comprehensive rebellion happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spirit Uprising. Where he doesn't put on socks. He doesn't know where his shoes are. He doesn't have a belt anymore that he just had the night before. Well, Augie may be doubling up on his for the tournament. <laughs> Super cinch. <laughs> He's turn. like, my left leg is not asleep. Do you have your... I need one more. If y'all nickname him the tourniquet, I will know. The tourniquet. Yeah, the tourniquet. With Bruce Willis. And <laughs> <laughs> see. Oh, full circle for Micah. The tourniquet. Talent. Um, my middle son, it, it, it just uh, it creates uh, that moment when he needs to be ready and has been given 30 minutes to be ready and told and given actual a written down custom list of things to do and yeah. he hasn't done any of them and he's wondering why uh that's so like cobra kai in there yeah it's wanna... it's it's our it's our collective m moment of anxiety at the family everybody it's visceral it's you're like that smells like burning yeah and it's rivers not getting ready and not having any of his homework ready or his belt on or his shoes 
lost or whatever, or he just spills his thermos and hits everywhere. So, um, but going to bed, I've had to navigate that too because all three of my boys want to somehow pick a fight with me when we're going to bed. Like your morning scenario, like I have to, I can't go in there right when they start to lay down or somebody's going to fist the cuffs. Like someone's going to come at me, but somehow I have navigated it and when found out if I come in eight minutes after they're laying down, they're softened enough to actually, and, and my mm-hmm. youngest son, especially he will fight and kick if I'm right in there in time. But if I wait eight minutes, he's cuddly as a bear. Mm-hmm. Augustine will, eight minutes. will, will, will fight with me and tell me that I'm taking up too much of a space that I'm on his book, blah, blah, blah. And once we get out of his bed, as soon as I get out of my bed, he's like, why didn't you lay with me? And I'm like, I can't win with you, my son. And then my middle son is just a teddy bear and he wants to hug me all the time. But he's going to be the one that lives at home until he's 35. So. <laughs> like Richard. Once he gets out of, once he gets out of prison. <laughs> you know. People change, Dave. People change. Well, you got to go twice, Matt, because you have Richard and then you have your... Yeah, yeah. So right. let's go What's your old... favorite time with Richard? <laughs> What's hard about that? Worst is when he's on a video game Mountain Dew bender, smoking in the house. <laughs> Richard, get out of here, man. What video uh, game? Ha- haven't play? you met someone or got a job? Um, so, th- yeah, the the toughest time of day for me, the worst time is bath, shower, that moment. It's just sort of like mm-hmm. nobody wants to get in. Once they get in, it's like a tidal wave. There's discrepancies on how much they've soaked up or not soaked up or whatever, how clean they are, and then nobody wants to get out. And then there's usually like a fight involved, and somebody, you know, don't get your hair wet. Their hair gets wet when they have to wash their hair. They don't want to wash their hair. It's just like that constant battle. At that point, your your dad battery's at like 13%, and you're like, yeah. I'm st- I'm feeling yeah. like my head getting hot. I don't yeah. want to. I'm like still keeping it cool. Hey, it's cool. We're having fun, but I need you to listen. I need you. To, I need you to be a buddy. Let's go ahead and keep this train rolling. And then you're like, get out of the bath. No, there um, is no in between. There's no in between. I no. can do five like cool dads. All right, guys, come on. <laughs> and it's like my arm. I'm like, you're getting out. That's that's the moment. As soon as you start going, they're like, okay, the dad's about high. to turn. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, it's tough. Dave, 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 okay, I win. Um, well, I was spinning okay. yesterday out by the pool reading. Yeah, as you do. And which they caught me later. I was like, I don't even know whose yard this is. And I was thinking <laughs> of this question for you while they took me to the okay. jailhouse. Hit what me. was something you learned as a kid that you've never forgotten? Oh, I mean, Chopin's Prelude in E minor, Opus 28, number four. That's is that uh, where you were? You knew I was gonna say that. Well, it's weird. I'm an Opus yeah. 28 number seven guy. Oh, okay, but I'm really, surprised we're friends. Well, <laughs> we we pushed through that all these years, and it's right there. It's the elephant in the room. But really, I'm a bigger fan of his earlier stuff. Like, if we're being honest, like, in his award-winning podcast ads, can I? Can we say that? Can I think we, so. Okay, I feel yeah. it feels when I say it, it feels great. It's important for us to make learning fun oh. for the kids. That's a big part of that's a Dadville thing. That's that one is, of our tenets. That is. Well, yeah. Dave. KiwiCo is defining the future of play and making it engaging, enriching, and seriously entertaining. Yeah. You know, KiwiCo, we built the box, and mm-hmm. it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing that I love about KiwiCo is the number of projects that they have that you're like, you see it, and you're like, it would take a team of scientists to build this thing. And then you open it up, and your kids start following the directions, and they get invested in it. And next thing you know, I'm like, my girls are going to be working for NASA. <laughs> 
KiwiCo makes me feel like I can be an astronaut. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's I true. laugh because it's, it's true. true. Okay. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to the door every month. You'll be That's surprised. That's your door, not yes. just yeah. the door, your door. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you can pick a door, and they may take it there for you, but what they're going to initially do is take it to your door first, okay? You'll be surprised at how high-quality materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving the home, right. Dave, yep. from discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more. Yeah, I have legit no idea what a domino machine is, but guess what? Guess <laughs> who's excited? You're excited. This guy. You're this excited. guy is, yeah. Well, spark the love of learning today with a KiwiCo subscription, Dave. Yep. Just head to KiwiCo.com and use the code DADVILLE for... 50%. No, that's no, 50% no. off your first month. How do they month. even make money, John? I don't John? know. Gosh. Plus free shipping on any crate line. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Any of it. Wait. Any. You said Dave. you said 50%. I, Five, I sort of zero. blacked out a little bit when you said that's that. That's right. 50% yeah, off yeah. your first month plus free shipping no. on any crate line, Dave. That's Jeez. what I said. Okay, if you say so, that's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code DADVILLE. The best time of day, or the the best moment of the day is, Mike. I think you kind of touched on this, but like any time, they are really happy to see you. They put their head on, on your shoulder. They kind of run to you, snuggle you. That would be one A. One B would be, I think any moment of fascination with a kid from something totally mundane. Like, don't you love this rock? And you're just kind of studying it with them, and there you can see their mind kind of. Uh, expanding and they want to tell you something i think that's so sweet and it's so fun and i love just kind of like uh leaning into that with them and talking about why like why do you like this rock what's so great about it i think that's really fun to kind of yeah. see how their mind works yeah hmm, i have a lot to learn from you creatives like whenever the, my kids bring a rock and they're like isn't this so cool that i'm just like no Put that's not a cool rock where'd you get it put it back <laughs> that is like, useless we use that to build the foundation <laughs> of a big building structurally uh, unsound yeah. put it back yeah you're not gonna build a house on that rock <laughs> Bring me a flat rock, son. Then we can talk. Best and worst time of the day. Definitely morning and night. Um, I think mine stems from eighth grade. So eighth grade was a pivotal year in my life where seventh grade, middle school years, awful years for most mm-hmm. most Americans. Um, I, I had a bad attitude. So in eighth grade, I had to go to a private school, which was like 30 minutes away. And so always rode the bus growing up. Um, until eighth grade because I had to be my mom had to take me to school in eighth grade and so every day in eighth grade um, I rode it was just me and my mom riding to school together and so we grew like that was a pivotal time in our relationship riding to school with my mom in eighth grade just every day just the mundane every day our relationship got so much deeper um, at a really important time in my life and so I think why I love taking my kids to school is because I, wow. I think about that all the time. Um, and so I love the mornings with Bell and Barnes and taking them. I mean, Bree gets super stressed out, you know, with the mornings and taking having to get ready to take the kids to school. And so I'm like, no, let me do it. Um, so we go, we do Frothy Friday. We go to Frothy mm-hmm. Monkey on Fridays or Foxy Friday now, Foxy's Donut Den, um, mm. which is, <laughs> yeah, this is Foxy <laughs> Friday. Part of your house. Uh, <laughs> but I just love the mornings with, with them and taking them to school and just walking them in, just parking and walking them in. Uh, so that's my favorite time 
worst time is like uh, at night, you know, just trying to, you know, my dad, my dad battery is not, not at 13%. It's like one or two. Um, and I'm just ready to, ready to put them down and just be done and just kind of breathe. And so I feel the same. I mean, my, the, that's the worst time for me too. I get, I get so envious. Like I hear Micah and I know John, I bet all three of y'all do this, but Andy's really good about like laying with him in the bed and talking about the day. And I just want it to be done. I just so badly want it to be done. I just want to be done. I want to go downstairs and be done. I want to call the day and we're done with it. And I can go downstairs and I can cut dad brain off. I just so badly want to do that. And Oh man, it's like, I just, and so I think for me, shower, bedtime, getting ready, it's just, it's always a fight. I think too, there's no, <laughs> I've never actually thought about this, but there's no way you can bribe them. Like all that's already happened in the day. Yeah. So now and there's tomorrow, nothing. Yeah. Tomorrow is a concept. There's nothing you can know. be like, if you'll just go to bed, you can have a snack or TV. I don't know. I'm like, you can candy. That's going to backfire uh, horribly. It's a good night of sleep. I don't know. Like, and so there's no, there's I've no incentive. Yeah. There's no you don't leverage. Have any leverage. So like, you know, I'm with, I'm with y'all. I mean, that that time of the night, I'm just so done. And 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 sadly, I'm never. If if I if it were up to me, and you ask when my kids are gonna have trauma around, it is gonna be around nighttime. Cause like he was either really nice and funny, and Willie the woke bear would come out, <laughs> or <laughs> or Daddy the mean Daddy. Wait, why yeah, was yeah, Mr. Well, John over here? Where's Dad? <laughs> it's Willie the woke yeah, bear. Yeah, I was riffing. I he wanted to see what going. he would do. Do we have a prototype yet? Yeah, Cause I could sell that. Yeah, what's thing. the opposite of the woke yeah, bear? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's another. We We're trying to keep the E she off this. Uh, Come on, Matt. Um, can can I speak into your your scenario for a second? How much do y'all miss them? Like ten minutes after they're asleep, though. And you could be honest. Yeah. I, re- my wife, both and I, both my wife and I, like really miss them. Just ten minutes after, nine minutes, I'm ready to yeah. put them in a car and take them down to you know the river but <laughs> to do what to, you know to fish talk about oh, that night fishing next body. yeah well once they're asleep but they're just, maybe so that's deep. it they're maybe angels. and maybe that i have just had that moment of aloneness and clarity. yeah and you sort of got a reset yeah it's a reset man like, I, i'm i, really I am, do like that. i don't i'm like ready to not think about them for however many hours I get to not think about them, which is, God, this is... Well, don't you think that the... I, I feel like the biggest thing about the bedtime scenario is a, a great point that I've never thought about, that you don't have any leverage. They have all the leverage. But the biggest thing is you don't leverage. know how long this is going to last. It's about power. You have again. no idea. This could, this could be 15 minutes, or this could be an hour and 45 minutes. Ugh. You don't know. I mean, have y'all... Okay, so quick sidestep. I, I don't... I, I as a... You know, and I only have lived my life. I haven't lived a super hard life. And there are people who listen to this like, you don't know what the streets are like. And that's fair. That I have no pushback. Sammy right? does. My version of the Sammy streets. Sammy does. Sam does. <laughs> Sam knows literally what our street is like. We just he heard about every Sam knows what the streets are like. He has Cheeto bags stored all up and down our in trees and in bushes. Walks down the He probably right. has a Talk girlfriend I don't know about. He may be working a burger up. I don't know what he's doing. I would nickname Sam Snacks. <laughs> oh, dude. Listen, it was uh, what was our joke? Car, uh, car, something. What was it? Sammy the Carb King or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I I feel like. Shoot, I lost my train of thought. What were we saying? Sam, you didn't have a hard life. You haven't had. Oh, I haven't had a life. The my version of the streets, my version of the worst 
like when I'm, I can't, two, let's say 3.17 a.m., thank God this is not the case anymore, but, but kind of where, like, you know, when you're in that kind of, they're three and four, when you'd hear some, uh, one of your kids crying, and ours was always Anna, go in there and she knows, I have got you, my man. Because you can't, what, honey? And she's just looking at you like, you are putty in my in it what do you want um i want to sleep in the bed with you no you can't ah, okay, okay, okay. Shh. god just please don't yell um and she's just looking and it's like cruella Deville, ursula from the little mermaid all of those in one little body and she's looking at you like i can i can do this no or i can do this please don't i can do anything i just and it that <laughs> was it that tonight? the tables turn at night Oh yeah. my gosh! Like the rage that would come. What, just it's tell like me a what you want. Song. Sleep with one I eye mean, open. And she and and well, I want to get no. Is this just please don't yell? And she knew it. She'd be like, Dad. I'm like, Zena. She's like, Oh, <laughs> so I got your attention. So here's a, I have a list of demands. If you'll just start at the top, um, and you have no, you're out. You're like, yeah. I have to get. I just want to go back to sleep, oh, and I have to give you what you want. So that that would be the bad. I think. The good so nighttime is just like getting to bed. Um, I think kind of, I think what what you said like come like when they come home from school and I'm home and they come in and like dad and the big hugs. Um, I also love like we dinner time is always fun because we do highs and lows, and it's just always so funny hearing them talk about like especially Sam like his check ins are just the best because it's like. You know, his highs are like he scored a goal playing soccer at recess. And then the low will just be some really, like, esoteric, like somebody's hair was different. To, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Jeannie's hair was kind of long. And we're like, but that's your low? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, just sure, man. I don't know. I really like the way she wore it. had a rough life. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's had a pretty charm life there. <laughs> Sammy's in the streets, man. You don't know about Sam. But, like. You know, I love that. I also, I'll tell you, this is the whole other thing which we have to get into, but as my kids are getting older, what's really fun in the highlights on certain days is, like, we're just starting to share, uh, uh, like, Arsenal for us, you know, soccer team I've talked a lot about. Ben and Ben loves them. Sam is starting to got it. And so we watch, like, sharing an interest. Like, I haven't known. This is new territory. Like, when you're sharing, and it can be, obviously, a million things. Titans are like that. Like, it is crack cocaine to sit and have your kid as invested in something that you are it is the best feeling in the world it is so much fun like i like going to the nashville sc games and ben is like dad why is he are they gonna put uh mook to, why they pull mook to, and i'm like i don't know and i'm like oh my god we're like having a real yeah, conversation yeah. Oh, yeah. I love where that. you have an that's opinion oh, it's man. like valid it's, and it's I'm considering so it. I'm like, that's a great point. I'm like, oh my gosh. I feel like Barnes has the the key to to getting whatever he wants from me because he's so his interests are so similar to me. Isn't it? He just uh. he can he can pull me away from anything to play soccer with him. Yeah. Or 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 uh, throw the football. I mean, he loves to do every sport, and that's just how I was. And I was like, yes, I do want to do that right now. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> you know, I don't need to work right right this second. You know, I've got I've got a couple more minutes. <laughs> you know, you bring, y'all bring up a great point. I think I was told so much that having little babies is so cute and they're so sweet. And when they get older, they just become these turds, these like pissants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine 
my experience has been the opposite. Mm. Like they're getting so much funner and funny and they have common interests. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I can do this. I couldn't talk yeah. to somebody yeah. who couldn't talk yeah. to me back. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, yeah. the struggle is real. We've talked about this a lot on here and y'all know this, but like, it is so true. It's funny. I was actually going to reference this earlier, but um, I was reading on um, Apple, like the Apple News app, the guy that was this—that's the star of um, um, Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, the dark-haired guy. You know, in real life, he and his uh, wife, who's also on the show, he said, which is so funny because they sort of—they sort of the news. Um, I forget what um, outlet it was on, but like they kind of phrased it like he sort of gave up some privileged information saying like oh yeah he's like i feel like i'm just sort of a passenger as the dad with this infant like and i was like this is what we talk about in Davil all the time the struggle like john saying mm-hmm. is like you're just kind of invisible for a while and then all of a sudden you like to y'all's points you start having these shared interests and it's like it, the struggle is real and feeling sort of like a passenger on, in your own family for a while as a dad because you're kind of you're trying to help you're setting your wife up succeed and whatever but she's got the codes you don't have and then the kids are looking at you like who's this guy and you're like mm, right. who's this guy he's always around <laughs> so do I need <laughs> to think about this guy mom like what's his vibe what's he's <laughs> does he have to be he looks in John's like case. <laughs> <laughs> don't you travel also who's the 32 year old uh, brother he's kind of <laughs> creeped me out uh, why has he always got a headset on um but like <laughs> but like the struggle is real but i think to y'all's point there is this wonderful thing where you start getting into where it's like oh no i definitely feel like i can manage this yes. like i didn't know ba- you know i love him and it's all but man i'm not doing some nah, things you right don't love them they're all right <laughs> right but like it really is amazing yeah. isn't it yeah. it's like you yes. start getting into these commonalities and things you share with your kids and too, what's what's so and i mean i have to watch this because what it does like how much i just puff up from pride but when they come when they do share something like and they come to you for information about it like dad how does that work? Tell me more about that. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like all of your fire just sort of like blooms immediately. Mm-hmm. And you're like, come sit with me, child. Let me show you the ways of the world. Oh, and they're actually so engaged because it's something that they like. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is power. Yeah. This oh, is man. lots I have, of I haven't experienced that yet. I feel like oh. my kids still don't trust anything mm-hmm. that I say. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we yeah, have, they're always just rolling their eyes. We had something really special come out of uh, that COVID time pandemic uh, where we all had to stay at home and look at each other all the time <laughs> what was this um, time exactly. <laughs> I tried to get but he was living in the bahamas person. so we all five of us my youngest was four at the time all five of us three kids plus two adults my math is it's good no good. it's a true place uh, yeah. all Let's learned see. how to play chess oh wow at the huh. same time so there wasn't what? like this you know nice. father uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Like chess, it's not really that complicated. You have to learn the rules of the game and then you can kind of go nuts. Mm. You I'm have so to learn the chess. Oh, me too. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like, um, you know, you really need to learn about seven to eight moves and it takes about a week to get comfortable. After that, like everything okay. opens. It's the same as dating. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna make another analogy, get, but we're not going to keep going. For the late night show, um, but anyway, that was one of those things. It was like, uh, uh, oh yeah, and like my five year old has beat me at chess before. I just got sloppy and the hammer came down. My middle son I just got sloppy. <laughs> he still has an excuse for it. 
He's like, I got sloppy. Yeah, it doesn't count. He didn't beat count. me straight up. No, no, I got right. sloppy. I was, <laughs> I was having to see it coming. It my middle Bobby son Fisher, is super aggressive, like he is in real life. Like if you ever like the way that he expresses himself is that aggression. He's not uh-huh. gonna. He's not a words person. He mm-hmm. will just. Throw he's only it. using his. He will throw an elbow, <laughs> and he plays chess that way. Augustine, so all of us have kind of had these moments where. We're just playing each other in chess, and like things happen, and moments happen, and conversations. That happen. is really cool. And now I can see like us being sixty and seventy and sitting down and playing chess mm-hmm. with the and, grandkids like, if you're out at there, your house in yes, your basement. Big chess champ. I put a hundred dollars <laughs> on the line, which won't be that much. Back, you know, twenty years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're having this shared experience, this shared interest. That's something that takes a lot of thought and you know skill and stuff like that and we're kind of kind of coming together so all those people who have always been afraid of chess uh take a stab at it It's yeah. actually not that's that this is bad. the best pitch for chess i've ever heard yeah of. it's really i don't know how anything about chess I don't so know have you guys play. ever walked on belmont and they have the chess yeah, yeah. yeah. yes the chess a literal huge kid human size chess board out yeah. there that they can move around it's fantastic my son was trying to teach me how to play chess today there you wow. go. This is this is a this is a sign. It's a sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have chess books. You need to go we watch the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really great. By the way, okay, so we end every which we'll consolidate. Let's consolidate to one question maybe instead of two. Yeah. Um, we'll go around. I want to say this though. I just thought of this. You were talking about this, Micah, and I called and left a message about this. But this is an encouragement to everybody that's listening and to you guys sitting here. But it was so sweet. We took Augie and Ben were are playing soccer and. Uh, Brentwood a uh, couple nights a week and so Augie was riding with us down there and it's just so fun I know y'all know this feeling where you just kind of listen to the kids in the back it's just like because it's just so rare you get such a front seat to their little conversations you know like the, the, with friends not with your their siblings mm-hmm. but like their their you know their their homies and homets and um and so I kind of turned the red, and I was just kind of listening. I mean, you know, first of all, Augie talks like a crack addict. He's the fastest talking human being you've ever heard in your life. So His I'm getting about every six words. But like, but what he kept doing, which was just the sweetest, it got me so choked up, is about every five minutes he would reference Micah. He'd go, well, you know, my dad said, and then it'd be like, they'd keep talking, and he'd go, well, you know, dad said, and I was like, isn't it funny that we spend so much time stressing about like, God, did they listen? Do they, do they love us? Do, they, do we matter to them? And then all he, I mean, every five minutes on a 25 minute drive, Micah's name came up because he was referencing something Micah had told him was, you know, dad said, and it was like, word is bond. It was like, yeah. this is it, this is you gospel. know? And so I called Mike after and it's like, dude, I just want you to know this. Like you have, I mean, we have these huge places in their lives, you know, at least, I mean, we always will, but really now, you yeah. know, like, Again, we always will, but man, the versions of it now is really powerful. And so I think anybody listening, it's just a reminder, we don't get to see all the stuff. You just don't get to see the stuff. And so I think for those moments that are so hard or so frustrating, we don't get to be the ones that always enjoy the fruit of our labor. I think other people do. I mean, that, that's one of the gifts I think about parenting is that we send these kids, to your point, buddy, out into the world, and and their gift to the world has so much to do with our blessing of them and our equipping them to go do it. And it's like we live on through how they treat people and how they bless people and how they serve people and how they love people, whatever. And it was just such a beautiful moment for me to be like, God, I needed to remember that. I needed to hear Augie back there bragging on his dad to go, oh, yeah, like I'm dropping them all frustrated. I'm like, God, they're not listening, right? Like you're saying, like they're not taking my advice. And yet, you know, you have these moments. You're like, God, that's such a beautiful window. Mm -hmm. So 
all that said, last question, um, and everybody gets to answer this. Um, well, I guess we have probably a hundred times. Yeah. So you guys, you guys answer this. What is the one thing you want your kids to say at your funeral? That's a big one. I know. I'll go. Yeah. This is a, you know, a tearjerker, but <clears throat> most things are when people are at the ground. <laughs> you know? Good night. Is that an Irish proverb? <laughs> <laughs> And as my grandfather's grandfather <laughs> used to say, but I want my kids to say that uh, that they knew that I loved them and that I told them that I loved them mm. all the time because I didn't hear that growing up. In mm. fact, um, the only time that I remember my dad telling me that he loved me was on his deathbed. Mm. Um, and going back to just how malleable and uh, gracious kids are, once he said that, I was like, that's enough. I'm good. Mm. I'm good. You know, it felt like a little bit of completion. Mm -hmm. So um, I tell my kids I love them a lot, and I'm very uh, physically affectionate towards them. I hug them and kiss them, and probably will till they're 40. Like, I'm going to be the weird dad. He's like, get over it, bud. Mike is chasing his kid across the football field again. I have grandkids. Grandkids are embarrassed. You know, (laughs) get over here. But I just really want them Mm -hmm. to know – I want them to know and hear that I love mm. that I love them. I love so. that. I love Great. that. That's really good. That's probably the best answer. Yeah, we, we'll just <laughs> should have gone last. Just, <laughs> just keep. We'll, we'll kind of piggyback off yeah. that. That's that's great. Thanks yeah. guys for I, having us. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much. Um, see y'all. I don't even want my kids to go to my funeral. I want to prepare them so well for life. Kind of going back to what I was saying before. They are good. They're surfing in Bali. <laughs> surfing in Bali. Oh, we man. took the funeral money and we did a vacation with it. <laughs> we just chucked dad's body off the uh, into the reservoir. And... Oh, man. I, I, yeah, this, this, this is tough. I'm, I'm kind of a long, a long processor, so it's hard for me um, to think fast on these kind of really intense life questions. Um yeah, it's funny, think about death a fair amount just because we're getting older. And mm. um, just like you said, John, time really flies and it is a vapor and it's here today and it is gone. Um, I think, I mean, Micah's answer is incredible and it'd be hard to come up with a better one. I think for so much of my life, um, this is just maybe a rip off of that. It's re- it's been a really It's been a really challenging thing for me to believe and trust in God's love. And so if there's a way for them to know and feel and sense, and I mean, of course there's a way, but just to really absorb God's love for them and, and even my love for them uh, as well. But I, I would say that's something that's been really hard for me to really embrace. I think, um, you know, again, coming from a, from a broken home and, and really thinking like, man, if my dad doesn't want to stick around, something in me is flawed. Um, you know, if I can impart to them, like, no, that is not your story. Like your mom and I loved you so much, but far more than that, far more than that, the creator of the universe loves you so much and thinks that you are worth it and valuable. Then that's what I would really hope for them. That's great. And that was really good too. Man, that's Buddy, good. what are you going to say? I thought oh, you had boy. to process stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't listen to Micah as I was processing. (laughs) Uh, What'd you say, Micah? I felt like you sandbagged me there, Matt. I was like, oh, nobody can one-up Micah. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) Well, you had the tough part of going first. 
Um, and steal yours. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all got to be centered around loving them well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just want them to. I want to love them where they at. I want where they're at all the time. You know, forever, and mm-hmm. I want them to feel that. Um, and I want them to to know what that is and know what that's like mm-hmm. all the time from their from their father um and obviously from their mother but that's a given right. um, um <laughs> so yeah it would just be centered around lo- loving them well um and through I, I mean i feel like we're all we all are in a similar period of parenting right now with young kids um we haven't really experienced you know, the throes of parenting, which mm-hmm. is the teenage years in my mind right now is what I think of and young adult years when they're really going out on their own. So like, oh I know that there's going to, I'm not prepared to love them through anything yet, you know? And mm-hmm. so I hope, hopefully, you know, I'm a work in progress. Hopefully I'll be able to, to love them well through all, all the crap that they're going to go through. So, you know, last thought that you say something I think is really profound that there is this, um, like you think about moms and my mom says this all the time and it's true. She's like, nobody will ever love like love you like your mom does. And it's true. And I think that's one of the reasons I love this podcast truthfully is because I think like having you guys on talking about these things is because it's not that being a dad is any harder or easier, but it's just really different. It's a, it's a different intent. You know, you, 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 you moms are just so um, for the most part, Lord knows not all the time, but for the most part, so, um, enmeshed with their kids that like they're going to stay around no matter what and fight for them no matter what happens with the dad or, or whatever and so I think that you say that but it really is true like there's an intent about being a dad that's different than a mom um and it's not like we can leave it's not that's not what I mean but you, you can like that you know like you see dads that they go and so I think that's what's so beautiful about having guys like Kel on and you saying what you said is because it's true there's a there's a different intent to it there's something about being a dad that carries a a, a different um, intention and intentionality, you know, because that you're, you're all, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a different space than a mom. It's a really different space. It's a really powerful different space than a mom, but it is a different space. And so it's so fun to have dads on. That's, that's what I love about this podcast, hearing dads who want to be dads, who want to lean into that, who want to say like, we want to change the, the, the family tra- traditions, the family, you know, like, the arc of our family's story and that starts with the dads like we want to be the ones that do these things so it's so cool that's why we love having you know people on having y'all on to really celebrate that thing of like this is something we want to do we love doing this and we want to do it well so um we're really thankful y'all thanks for being on thank you thanks for having us this was a blast thanks guys